Blog Talk Radio. Matches Talk Radio, a monthly holistic lifestyle show focused on the continual evolution into the best versions of our authentic selves. This is Jess Bina, your host. I'm the founder of Intersections Match, the only national matchmaking and dating coaching company focused on Indian singles in North America. As a dating coach and matchmaker, I'm a big believer in keeping all avenues open. Today's radio show discussion will be helpful to those of you out there who have tried, are trying, or thinking of trying online dating. I'd like to welcome our guest today, Lori Davis. Lori is the founder of eFlirt Expert, an online dating consultancy, as well as the author of the book we'll be discussing on today's show, which is entitled Love at First Click, The Ultimate Guide to Online Dating. Welcome, Lori. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to have you on. Um, so tell me, Lori, what led you to write the book Love at First Click in the first place? Well, you know, I've worked with so many online daters over the years. I started my business four years ago, and we actually just recently worked on our thousandth profile. Um, well, so we're, uh, thank you. Um, so I've worked personally with so many daters one-on-one, and the thing that I find is, you know, we're living in an increasingly digital world, but there's really no guidelines. Um, and online dating, since it's technology, is so nuanced. So it comes down to the things that you search for, how you search, um, what you say in your messages that will get more clicks, Um so it really is, it's a, a very unique part of the dating landscape today. And I knew that there needed to be a guide to online dating, so I wrote it. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, you know, you have a whole chapter dedicated to that all-important online dating photo. And, you know, I'm wondering if you'll just give one or two of your top tips for women. And since we have a mixed audience here, um, men and women both, and one or two of your top tips for men with respect to that all-important online picture. Yeah, so um, like I'm sure you noticed when you're reading the book, there are very few times where I call out men versus women because the way that men and women um view profiles is differently, but the same sorts of things work for both genders and even different um, sexual orientations. So the the one biggest tip I can give is to wear color in your photo, specifically red, if that's your thing. They've done studies that both men and women click on red more than any other color. Um, and if you think about the way that someone's searching for you, you come up on a screen with 20 other people. <laughs> so um, they're most likely going to be wearing black, 
gray, white, um, and if you're wearing red in your main photo and it's a tight shot of you, you're really going to pop off the page. And that's exactly what you want to do. You want to lead your match's eye to you so that they click on you to get more information. And then from there, you want to upload four to seven pictures. Um, no selfies, that's really important. <laughs> and believe it or not, no pictures with other people because yeah. you want to show that you live a social lifestyle through the things that you say and the places that you are in your pictures, but you don't want to detract from yourself. You don't want to compete with yourself. And anyone, whether it's either gender in a picture, really detracts from who you are. Yeah, so well, there's enough competition already online, right? Why add, uh, add one of your friends? or Exactly. Or, uh, or and what even have your you? children, even kids, detract from you, too. Um, or a, a lot of people upload, like, niece and nest photos, and that's a big no-no because then someone's trying to decide if you're lying when you say you have no children in your profile or what the story is. Yeah, it's not, not computing. And, um, okay, well, wonderful. Red, and the great thing about red is there's so many different shades of it, so you can kind of – Figure out the different red that work, different reds work for different people. So that's perfect. Um, what are your top three tips for writing an online dating profile to begin with? So if you've already written a profile, um, mm-hmm. well, let's start from scratch. Yeah, so when you're scratch. first writing your yeah from scratch, if you're okay. first writing your profile. Um, the best thing to do is to brainstorm a word cloud of your life. This is something I talk a lot about in the book. And by that I mean just sit down with a piece of paper and write all of the things that you're interested in and get specific about them. So maybe you write yoga, which reminds you that you like to relax afterwards with wine, which reminds you you like uh, Sauvignon Blanc, which reminds you that you loved your trip to Napa. And maybe there's a story that you can tell in one or two sentences about your trip to Napa that's really going to humanize you, show what your lifestyle is like, and you know, really resonate with your match and show that you like to travel without having to say the word travel. Um, so that's any t- any moment that you can, that's my second tip, any moment that you can tell a story is the best thing you can do because it really um, will help you. Even if it's not an interest someone else has, it reminds them that you're a 3D person even though you're on a 2D screen. Um, and the second thing is to don't forget that you can self-edit your profile. And the most important things to edit out are any terms that could sound generic, like fun or funny. Typically, personality traits should be used. Um, they should be, you should uh, show them, not tell them. So if you're really funny, then your profile should reflect a lot of wit. Or if you're really fun, talk about some of the fun things you like to do because to someone, fun is like cliff diving. And to another person, fun is trying a new restaurant. And those are very different things. So um, any generic terms like that, they speak too widely. I I love that. I mean, you know, you want your reader to, to say, oh, my gosh, she's so funny, as opposed to you telling them, right? So show, not tell. I love that. Um in terms of search strategy online, 
You have a mix. Your book suggests trading. Um, you have your A list, your B list, your C list, and even a D list. Mm-hmm. What I love yep. about that is I think you really hit it when you said the B's and C's, actually, again, the B's and C's, not the A's, have the most hidden potential. Tell our listeners about that. Yeah, I'm glad that that resonated with you. I'm sure as someone who sees other people's matches every day, all day, <laughs> you know where I'm coming from. Um, so yeah, yeah. we're helping our clients with their online profiles too. And so I, you know, I see what's out there, and I absolutely think that I, you know, the hidden potential. Well said. Yeah. So tell tell our listeners about this. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So when you view someone on a screen, it's totally different than when you meet them in person. And the huge difference is that you are making snap judgments. This is someone you have no idea who they are, but you're kind of forced to judge them. You're forced to make a decision, yes or no, maybe, who knows. (laughs) Um, And they've actually done a lot of studies on uh, viewing profiles. You should not view profiles for too long in one session. Um, So no more than 20 minutes. That's the rule that I use of looking at profiles at once because it starts to get very confusing and and you just start to get really super judgy of people. But even during that twenty minute time, um, okay. you're you're gonna look at some people and feel like, oh wow, they are it. They are exactly who I want to be dating. They have every single thing I'm looking for. They're hot too. Like this is the person. And the truth is that that person probably has the most full inbox you have ever seen. <laughs> so you're competing with a lot of people. Um, and not only that, but like putting too much stock in just one singular person isn't a good idea either because you don't even know. They might not even be a member of the site anymore. They might not be a paying member or they just may have forgotten to take down their profile because unless a user takes their profile down, the site leaves it live. So. Um, you just never know. But um, with your B's and your C's, uh, you know, a B is someone who you feel like, oh, like, there's, there's a lot going on there. They're pretty good, but they're missing a few things. Um, and then your C is like a true flat-out maybe. You just have no idea. There's some good things. There's some bad things or some things that don't resonate with you. Rather, maybe they're not bad. And then your D list is definite maybe, I mean, definitely no, never, like get rid of your Ds right away. But with your Cs and your Bs, um, when you meet in person, they just really have so much potential to wow you because, um, you know, we are so much more than what is put on a computer screen. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, we're, we're 3D people living in a 2D world. Um, and you're also, you're you're, it's about the way that you um, you're identifying with yourself too, which sometimes maybe you are afraid that you're coming off too cocky if you said some of the things that you really wanted to say in your profile. So um, these B's and C's, and you meet up in real life, just have so much potential to wow you. And the A's, if you do meet with them, they can totally disappoint you. Because you thought they were like the most amazing thing ever and your expectations are really high and you meet up with them and it's just 
it's not it. And your B's and C's, you're kind of going in with the expectation of like, well, let's give this a whirl and see what happens. And then they yeah. they turn out to be awesome. You're so surprised. Excellent. Excellent. Very, very uh, insightful. Your book expresses a strong opinion with respect to, you know, winking or something similar on, I know the different sites have different, uh, you know, different ways to go about it, but, you know, sending a wink versus sending an actual reach out email. Tell us about that. So in the book I say winking is dead. <laughs> and it's true. Winking, winking, winking in person is still very much alive. <laughs> but winking online is not not a feature you should access any longer. Um, winking is a very passive act. It's a button you push and it sends a notification to someone. Um, but really, online dating sites are communities where you're supposed to have conversation and get offline. It's a way for you to connect with new people. And sending a notification to someone like that's computer generated is not really truly connecting or being part of that community. So send someone a message if you're interested in them. But And it doesn't need to be a big deal. It can just be, um, you know, three to five sentences. Just make sure that the last one is always a question because that is what's going to start the conversation, which is what you're trying to do. Um, and this, I, I sometimes get some pushback from women on this. This is one of the one of the times when men and women feel a little differently. I mean, men know that they have to send a lot of messages out. Women sometimes feel like they don't want to. Um, but remember that that online dating is a little different than dating offline, um, and it's really it's it's about empowering your love life. And you never want the text to get in the way. You never want to show up, like, miss someone um, online where if you sent them a message, they would respond to you. It's just perhaps that they never came across to you, across you on the site. I actually liken it, Lori, to, you know, a great reach-out email. Is it's like giving a guy a green light. It's like the eye contact and the smile across the room. And yeah. Well, you're not asking him out. You're just, uh, you know, letting him know. Let him know there, you know. Um, no, great. Um, you know, you had mentioned, you know, um, you mentioned in your book about um, something I know a lot of people online dating, um, you know, start to wonder how much back and forth online you generally recommend before meeting in person because, as you mentioned, the goal is to connect with people and take it offline, you know, not kind of stay ad nauseum in, in the you know, 2D world, like you say. So um, how much, you know, what do you recommend to your people in terms of the back and forth? So in, in an ideal world, which isn't always reality, but in an ideal world, you want to have about six messages. That's what I find when working with my clients is the best. Six messages and then you're offline. And the reason for that is um, in those six messages, you get to have a little bit of familiarity with, you, with each other. You develop a little bit of a rapport um, and then you get offline and meet in person and have a date and you can further discuss some of those things that you talked about in an email. Um, if you just skip straight to offline, um, it, it may not feel as comfortable 
not that all online dates feel comfortable. Let's just be honest. Sometimes they feel awkward. <laughs> um, but when, but but when you don't have many emails, um, you just don't have a lot of reference points, and it feels more like a stranger than it does if you have a little email banter with each other. And let's be honest, like. It's like the digital version of wooing each other a little bit too. Like you've got to do it a little digitally before you do it in person. Oh, what about what about it? Uh, what do you think about speaking on the phone? So between the emailing and the in person, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? And so a lot of people have very strong opinions of speaking on the phone. Oh. Yeah. And I find like if. If you think that speaking on the phone works for you and you're really truly using the phone as a way to decide whether or not to go out with someone, keep doing it. But if you're just going out with someone, even if you think, even if you feel like the phone call didn't go well, you're still going out with them, then there's really no reason for you to do it. Um, It's especially common in urban areas to just skip the phone entirely and just hang out because, you know, we sit next to strangers on the subway every day. Um, So going to get a glass of wine with someone isn't a big deal. Now, with the older crowd, even in urban areas, and with um, people in the suburbs, it's more common to talk on the phone first. So it really depends on your comfort level, but the the trick is to use the phone as a tool to help decide um, about someone you're on the fence with. And if you're if you're using it to do that, then you should continue to do it. But if you're really not eliminating anyone that way, what are you gaining from talking on the phone? Because sometimes it actually can create a faux sense of familiarity with one another. You get a great rapport going on the phone, but then you meet in person and there's no chemistry. And there's nothing that that phone call would have done to change that. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, what? let's go Let's go to meeting in person. So let's say you have the phone call or you don't, but you have the answer going back and forth and both people want to wanna meet, you want to hang out. So, um, you know, I know your book has, has many tips for first time people meet in person, you know, share one or two with our listeners. Um, give them a feel of what some of those tips are for meeting that first time. Yeah, sure. So the first time you meet up with someone, the most important thing to know is that it is not a date. It's really just a chance for you to see if you get along well in person, face-to-face, if you have some chemistry that you can build upon. Um a lot of people go into, especially people who haven't online dated yet, go into the to the first time you're going to meet someone with this expectation that it needs to be, like you need to leave there just like crazy feeling like fireworks went off in the night. <laughs> and yeah. in most cases, that's not going to happen. You're going to feel like they're a cool person, like there's someone you want to get to know more, um, but that that's really all. If you feel more than that, that's amazing, and then you know they're a good match. But if you really just left feeling like it was decent, you should go out with them again because the second time you're going to know so much more. If you think about 
the way that we meet people in person now. Like if you met someone at a bar or at an event or anywhere out in life at the park, um, you have this little bit of time together to get some chemistry going, um, but you have no idea if you have anything in common, if you have similar goals or values in life. And it's really the opposite online. You know that you have all this stuff in common. You know that you want kids, don't want kids, uh, values like that line up. Um, but you don't yet know if you have chemistry. So what you're kind of doing in a in a longer way, longer version, is recreating that moment that you missed in person. Um, so, you know, obviously you should spend more time together than five or ten minutes like you might in person. Um, you want to spend 45 minutes to an hour and a half ideally together. But you also don't want to spend too much time together because you can really easily burn out um, from meeting someone new. If uh, So you really want to leave when the energy is amazing. It's at its peak that's how you want to leave you want to leave them your date feeling like it went amazing and you want to leave feeling like it went amazing rather than spending four or five hours together and risking that by the time you get home one or the other is just going to have had such a long day uh, and have so much information in their head about you that they're going to decide that it only went okay which happens really often, especially in cities, especially because when you're online dating, you're most likely dating multiple people at the same time. Yes, and um, I want to touch on that because, you know, given that, you know, most people online are, you know, getting to know multiple people, how many, um, you know, how many dates generally do you um, do you suggest your people um, have with someone from online before they, uh, you know, before they focus on that one person, go exclusive, commit to that one person in terms of getting to know them better and, and figuring out if, you know, you guys have it for the long haul. So, yeah. you know, how, what do you generally say about that? I know you speak to it in your book, so what, what do you say? I mean, there's really no set formula for how many dates you're yeah. going to go out with someone before you feel like you don't want to date other people. It's just a sure. feeling you're going to get. If you feel like going out on a date with someone else is going to get in your way, you should not do it. Because the worst thing would be for you to be developing something with someone and go out on another date and have it, like, get confusing as far as your emotions are concerned. Um, so it's it's really more about how you feel but also make sure that when you do decide to take that step that you're not just all of a sudden stopping everything <laughs> um there's definitely stages of um you know that happen when you're moving towards dating someone just one person online and i go through all of those in the book but you know basically you want to First, and just like stop responding to people for a little bit of time, and then 
check back in. Then you want to um, hide your profile, not delete it, just hide it, um, and keep dating the other people that you're already offline with. Then you want to stop dating the other people you're already offline with, and then eventually maybe take your whole profile down. Okay, so in stages. And, you know, Lori, I can't believe we're already closing in. I really appreciate your sharing your insights with us. They've been very interesting. Any last message, uh, take-out message you want to share with our listeners? Sure. I mean, I, I think another really important thing for online theaters to know is that there are so many sites out there right now. Um, and that is that can be empowering, but that can also be confusing. Um, typically, I recommend that my clients join two sites or three sites, no more or no less. It's important to be on at least two because you see two different types of communities of people. Like you may want to be on one really large site like Match.com or eHarmony, like a very mainstream site. And then maybe you want to be on a niche site like Shoddy, um, where you can be in a smaller community of like-minded people. Um, if you take on more than three sites, it typically becomes too much to manage. And really, it's all about finding your one, not finding everyone. <laughs> so, uh, right. so, um, so make sure that that you you know keep um, looking that you're looking for your one, and keep that in mind as you're going through the whole thing. I love that. Absolutely. At the end of the day, that's, that is the goal. Um, again, Lori's book is Love at First Click, The Ultimate Guide to Online Dating. In case you joined us late and would like to share the show with people in your life, I'd like to remind you that today's radio show will be archived and available as a podcast on Intersections Match's website, which is www.intersectionsmatch.com. I appreciate your hanging out with us. And make sure to join us for next month's show. Good night, everyone.